Master Vessel. Good evening, all. Welcome to Cross Politics. Uh, we actually have Pastor Jared Longshore stepping in for Pastor Toby, who's on vacation. God bless him. God bless his family. Toby's on vacation, yep. not Pastor Longshore. Sorry, I know. Well, it's far, it's far less handsome. This is vacation for Longshore. Chuck <laughs> <laughs> Knox, I'm the water boy. It's good to be with you this Friday evening. Uh, this show's brought to you by. Oh. Breaking news? Or breaking news, there? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just letting you know we got some breaking, breaking news. Breaking news, you need Don't to join the club. You need to join the club. Yeah. What happened right here behind, the, behind us? All right, all right. All right, let's take a moment to talk about the Fight Life Feast Club membership by joining the Fight Life Feast Army. Okay, Army. We're calling you guys an army at this point because we need you. We're going to conscript you into the army. Ah, you'll get that later. Not only will you be aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy media, but you will get also get access to content placed in our club portal such as past shows, all of our conference talks, and exclusive content for the club members that you that won't be able to find anywhere else, okay? Because after this show, we actually do a club member show for about 10 minutes. But we say all the stuff so. we really want to say. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Lastly, you will also get discounts for our conference. So if you got 10 bucks, just give 10 bucks a month to go over to our fightlifefeast.com, click on the product page, click on shop. And and you can sign up. We can't make it easier. Let's, let's make it more difficult for folks. What else? It's just one. It's just one click. Just All go to right. shop. Just All go to right. shop, and, and you're there. Breaking breaking news. This literally is um, breaking news. According to the Washington Examiner, women are uh, being proposed to be subscripted in the draft. Now, this every it seems like this has been happening about every couple years. This proposal's come up again. So it actually came up last year. And it, yeah. and it has come up again. Last year, it didn't get out of the committee, okay? This year, it got out of the Senate committee. So it actually got out of the Senate, Senate, Senate committee. 23 voted in favor of adding women to the draft. So, And this is the National Defense Authorization Act. That's correct. And it yeah. amends the Military Selective Service Act to require the registration of women for selective service. Now, only three people voted against this, and there are three Republicans. And... How many people voted for it? 23 voted for it. So the committee is made up of a 26-member committee. 23 people voted for it. Now it's going to go to the Senate, and I'm, uh, I wasn't able to figure out all the um, – <laughs> this is a act, so it originates out of the Senate. So I don't know if it's going to go back to the House or not. Um, all spending bills originate out of the uh, out of Congress, out of the House. But since this is an act, it actually originates out of the Senate committee. But, but we know as weak as the House is that if it went it, to the House, it's, it's going. It's going. It's going. And so you have 23 – uh, senators who voted in favor of this. Can we do this after the midterms? Man. It's surprising that they well, actually doing it before yeah, go ahead. Uh, the midterms. So one of the, so the, the, the most controversial uh, provision that I just mentioned is, is women are going to be registered or, or required to register in the draft. And I, I tweeted out today, I was like, man, over my dead body and my AR slinging from my chest. Uh, yes, sir. What is a woman? All of a sudden, they no know what it is. No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. All not, of a sudden, not a biologist. Why so binary in their conscriptions, you I know? I don't know. Why don't they ask all the other genders to serve, too? The three objecting members were Senator Josh Halley, amen, okay. Tom Cotton, Arkansas, and Roger Wicker from Mississippi. That was it. Well, do we know, are there any other Republicans on that committee that we know that voted for this? So you don't I have think the, you had one, Jared. Well, Rick Scott, I found Rick Scott on the committee. And he is a Democrat? No. Mm. Oh. No, he's not. So, so they didn't release any of the names that voted for it. They only released the names that didn't vote for it. Yeah, and this—I mean, this is just at least how, what I found. Just how far we're gone. Even the like the conservative um, in the Washington Examiner, the conservative take uh, from someone is 
has to, has to say all of these things about women fighting valiantly. So um, it yeah. says women have served uh, women have served in and alongside the armed forces since our nation's founding. Time and again, they have answered the call of duty and served honorably, often heroically, when our nation needed them. But they have done okay. so of their own will. That's and right. so even to try to make an argument that we shouldn't draft women, you have to sit there and talk about how valiant they have been, you know, in fighting uh, in battle in American history, mm-hmm. um, which, of course, from the founding of American uh, nation, it has been men that have been fighting in battle. And That's right. women are brave and all of that is true. But that we are so far down the line. We've given ourselves over to insanity that we're now talking about um, forcing mothers, daughters, sisters. To fight and kill. So more, right now, conservatives probably, very few of them are, the way that I see things going in conservatism, I don't think many of them are seeing the metaphysical breakdown that we have that they would say, well, I don't see, wouldn't it be unfair to to not allow a woman to be a part of the, the, the military, I mean, or to be in a draft, well, women are just as equal as men. So why not give them the opportunity to fight? And your response is? Uh, saying that's exactly how everybody thinks now as modern men. This is a Carl Truman's book. So helpful. about mm-hmm. uh, this is the way modern people think. So we all wouldn't buy into the whole transgender nonsense that we, right. can, we can claim that we're going to be the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. But that's simply an application of an ideology that we all believe, mm-hmm. which is essentially you can be whatever you want to be when you grow up. So we're trans, uh, too. We're all trans, too. Yeah. Uh, I just wrote a piece recently in which I said we're all gay now. That's the problem. And here we are. <sighs> here we are in, right. in the month of June. Well, everybody's looking at the LGBTQ mm-hmm. whopper, you know, that has the buns turned around and you have, mm-hmm. you have the bottom bun. And two bottom buns on a <laughs> two, two bottom buns on a whopper. Yeah, it's hilarious. You know, no, no sesame seeds. Uh-huh. Is that a commercial? It's a real thing. They, they, you this, shut up. No, no. Whoppers are. You can get your whopper with two two bottom buns, or you can get it with two top sesame oh, seeds. You done messed buns. up. You know what? And that's uh, <laughs> that, 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 yeah, you done messed up, Aaron. For real, <laughs> That's right. But, but you know, it, it, the point is this: the fact that you have twenty three. 23 yeah. senators, vote in favor of. 23 senators yeah. vote in favor of this, three <coughs> against it. I'm yeah. going to be very interested to see what happens when it goes to the full Senate. Yeah. But this is, we are a debauched mm-hmm. people that have been given over to do mm-hmm. what ought not to be done, be given mm-hmm. over to do that which is contrary to nature. God, this is a handing over when you're talking about sending women into the, into the draft. And I don't see any way to stop it. I feel like this is a, yeah. this is a bus that's going down the hill. You've already, I mean, you've already done this in all the different waves of feminism here we are i don't know how you're going to say well no you can do all of these other things we'll let you fight we'll let you fight men in an ultimate fighter cage but we're not going to conscript you into the military well this is a plug for actually water break on on sunday night we actually got into this discussion on what is a person and right now all our all our um uh, philosophy that's driving this conversation right now is coming from one ism where there's no difference between man and woman. We're all one. We're all the only differences is kind of what we're how we act and what we do for our living. Like other than that, we're all one. Uh, this you know, and this is being driven from our evolutionary framework. We just mm-hmm. all come from goo. We all come from. We're, we're, there's no distinction between man and woman. It's all oneism. But what has happened, and and then what you're kind of seeing in the Biden administration, is that this is, uh, um, you know, this is going to be a woman become a woman's patriotic duty. That's where they're going with this. It's your patriotic duty as a woman to sign up for draft and protect your country. The Bible says, Deuteronomy, I don't have the text in front of me right now. Um, uh, no, it's Exodus 34, where it says, don't boil a, a kid goat in its mother's milk. Yeah. 
That's one, but and, I was thinking another one too. Go ahead. And and, and, it, and what it's getting at is don't take that which is made for life. And use it for death. And use it for death. Yeah. And that's what we're fixing to require our women to do. Well, and not just that, but. And it be patriotic. Specifically, don't, a woman shouldn't wear anything pertaining to the man is actually dealing with war clothes yeah, too. Deuteronomy like, yeah, 22. Yeah, five. Like, that's hey, right. don't that's right. make a woman go out to do battle. That's, that's right. It's sinful to even think that way. Mm-hmm. And now with what is actually, practically speaking, what's happening right now with inflation and the, and the oil prices and everything, the Biden administration is actually taking this same patriotic argument that these 23 senators are signing off for. And that patriotic argument was what those who were against it were arguing for. Senator Cruz, Senator, you just read, you just read the, uh, the selection from uh, Senator Cruz, Josh Haley, and everybody arguing, say, hey, women have served us well in the armed forces, but we don't want to conscribe them. We don't want to force them into conscription. And so uh, Biden's administration right now is making the same patriotic argument for the oil companies to lower their oil prices. I can't help but see something um, really demonic going on in this act, uh, especially the, this um, article from the Examiner opens up and it's talking about the act and how much money's involved. And it says that this particular committee actually added $44 billion over and above what the Biden administration requested. So we'll give you an extra yeah. Biden administration. This is how much money we're going to need. Okay, we'll give you forty-four billion more dollars to cover but, the inflation. But problem. we'd like to add an addendum, yeah. um, and we would like the women to go fight for us. Yes. That, they, we'll give we'll give you this kind of money. Can we just go ahead and conscript your mothers to go and fight our battles? So, okay, so help me with something, Pastor. So last time, okay, I'm gonna bring this to the SBC because that's what we're gonna talk about in the next segment. We're gonna talk about kind of where the SBC is, where is it going, some things that some fallout from even the sexual abuse case and stuff like that, but. I, last time I was there, I think it was 2019, didn't they have a resolution that was in opposition to women being selected to the draft, right? Didn't they have a resolution? I believe it was a resolution or something that was firmed up because they saw some of this coming. Is it a good time right now for churches to be thinking about or denominations to be saying, okay, you know what? That government has failed us over here as because it hasn't failed completely yet. But the fact that it's in the conversation seems like it's a failure, right? Is it time for denominations? I'm sure the CRAC, don't we have a statement already on, on yep. this that is giving some other protection, acting like a sheriff that will stop that wave that is going. So let's say they decide to pass this and we say, I'm sorry, uh, we're not sending our women out and we're not doing it because God says that's not what we do with our women. If you don't have that already built inside of your denomination, you're in trouble. Yeah. And and so yes, it absolutely denominations all across America should be working up those that documentation right now. Public statements that say, um, you've lost your ever loving mind and we're not going to be you know, none of our none of our women will be drafted into the military. So it, we dissent from this. But I would I'd add that's a defensive measure. And, and right, so, right. so the problem, what I would want uh, churches across America to see right now, was you need to take that defensive measure and then you need to realize that you are the one who gave birth to this National Defense Authorization Act that includes the conscription of women into the military. Explain. It, this, this is, the, you know, every, every American evangelicals uh, are worried about the water getting in the boat. So right, they're right, constantly right. worried about the world influencing the church, but they don't. They don't see the way that you're the ones who influenced. You're the ones who influenced the world. You have not been teaching the word of God, which explains that woman is the glory of the glory of God. I was out the other day. It's spring here in, in Idaho, and you have these beautiful uh, budding forth of all of these trees. Yeah. And there's these trees with these rich flowers on it. And so I broke off one of the stems, you know, and and there's this 
piece of bark that's boring and hard and firm. And then there's this glorious flower. And yeah, I yeah, held yeah. it up to my daughter and I pointed to the stem and I said, that's the glory of God. And then I pointed to the flower and I said, and that's the glory of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's you. That's you. You're yeah. the flower and I'm the stick. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, yeah. And so we have not been teaching that, which would yeah. make people just, um, know automatically that we don't send the flowers into battle. Yeah. That's what we just right. don't do that. That's right. So the church hasn't been doing that. No. And then you get this kind of nonsense, yeah. which helps you to see how far downstream we are. Mm-hmm. So your, your, your public statements, the SBC will be able to say a public statement that, Hey, we think this is a bad idea. At the same time, they can't kick Rick Warren's church out of the SBC. That's right. Yeah, so, That's exactly so, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, they don't yeah. actually know what a woman is yeah. in the SBC. Right. And we don't know what a woman is far and wide in American evangelical mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. We can still see that this is a bad idea, yeah. but we're the one that's been, we've, we've been seeding this. Man, well, my hope is that a statement that they have or a resolution that they have will give people who are able to see what a woman is and say, Hey, I don't want my daughters even if they don't understand the 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 width of this and the breadth of this they can say i don't want my daughters going out to war just by nature i can see i don't want my daughters going out to war hopefully they can grab something like a resolution that they have from the sbc and say this is my religious conviction and because of that you can't have my daughter and then be able to make a stand you know because you can but here's the thing about that by nature i'm not glad you brought that up because I've, i've said this um I've said this before. You you have in in the past in American culture, you have uh, a Christian man and a man that just says, "By nature, I can tell things. I'm, I'm a rational man." And and here they are in a bar together, and the Christian saying, "That chair is blue because God says that it's blue," and the rational man says, "No, it's blue, and it's self evident that it's blue." But in walks the postmodern person says, "Well, it's blue if you want it to be blue, and it's pink if somebody else wants it to be pink." We've been dealing with that for a little while in American culture. But now somebody has walked in that's a pagan that has said, that's a yellow giraffe, and you will all say that it's a yellow giraffe or off to the gulag with you. That's exactly where we're at. So nature's not going to keep you from this. We're going to talk about more of that in just a second on Crest Politic. This is where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day? Too white. Mother's Day? Way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday! (laughs) Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work. Home. It's where you build your legacy. Where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. Welcome back this Friday afternoon evening at Cross Politic on the Fight Lab Feast Network. What is a man? Not so long ago, the American dream was alive and well. Employees who worked hard were rewarded, and employees looked for people who could do the job. This is such a basic ad. <laughs> Not for people who had the right political views. Red Balloon work dot work 
Redballoon.work is a job site designed to get us back to what made American businesses successful. Free speech, hard work, and having fun. Jesus. Ooh. I'm sorry. Amen. If you are a free speech employer who wants to hire employees who focus on their work, well, man, that's such a novel idea, and not identity politics. Remember last year, uh, CEOs spent, you know, what, what one CEO spent about 90% of his time dealing with internal problems. If you are an employee who is being censored at work or is being forced to comply with the current zeitgeist, post your resume on redballoon.work.com because com is commie. Dot work and look for a new job, redballoon.work, the job site where free speech is still alive. We hope so, redballoon.work. Yeah, I'm still shocked. What, what did we talk to Andrew Crappy Shed Wednesday? Two days ago. And yeah. he said $100 billion Dollars. Yeah. of mm-hmm. work wasn't done because... Mm-hmm. Uh, they were so busy arguing about social justice stuff yeah. and, and social because issues the work, inside the, of work. The workforce, the, the LGBT uh, workforce ow. people, they don't know what a woman is. A hundred billion dollars? SBC doesn't know what a pastor is. And, and SBC doesn't know what theonomy is. So we got all sorts of problems. <laughs> now they know what it is. The they SBC. just don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't going to have much of a choice. Okay, so when we ended so, the segment, yeah, yeah. when we ended the segment last, you said, you kind of smacked me in the face, Jared. You actually said that nature ain't going to be able to get us out of this one. And nature I'm like. Get you out of this one. So so explain because I I'm but Paul made an well let me run down my little one of my little illustration again yeah okay you got a Christian and a rationalist standing in a bar <laughs> they're sitting around a blue couch the Christian saying it's a blue couch it's a blue couch because God says it's a blue couch he's living by revelation God reveals that it's a blue couch constitutes it upholds it and helps me to ascertain that it's a blue couch and the okay. rationalist says I don't need any of that stuff maybe like a Jordan Peterson kind of guy it's self evident that it's a blue couch buddy right. so Republicans, so there's Republicans one, there's Republicans, one there's one there's peace thing. in the bar because we can both say you know it's that's a, a man that's a woman yeah. that's a pastor that's a blue couch okay. the postmodern movement which has been around for a long time has this, yep. this guy walked in the bar and said guys you're wrong it can be a blue couch to you if you want but it can be a yellow sofa to somebody else if they want it to be a yellow sofa mm-hmm. And we all kind of put up with that because the postmodern didn't appear to have a backbone because yeah. he wasn't insisting that we all acknowledge it to be a yellow couch. He was just saying it could be, it could be to somebody and, else. And at that point, he didn't have any power in the room either. And so manifestly, like this is, that's that Brian is, McLaren and Doug Padgett, the whole postmodern. And that is not the situation in which we find ourselves today because we find ourselves amid the rise of paganism. The pagan man walks in the bar and says it's a yellow draft. You'll all acknowledge it to be a yellow draft or off to the gulag with you. Yeah. You will acknowledge yep, that. Right. Uh, you will say the pronouns. You you must say the pronouns. You must call down, up, up right. down. That's okay. the situation we're in. And that's scaring people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my point is, I think the rationalist right now is star- is tempted to say, you know, no, that's a blue couch because God says it is. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you and, got Jordan and, Peterson who's like, what way it is? And so my that's nature's not going to get you out. When when God gives a people over to a debased mind to do that which is contrary to nature, to do that which ought not to be done, you can talk about nature all you want. You can try to be it's self-evident, but it doesn't matter because the people are blind. You need you need revelation. You need God. You need his spirit. Um that's the only way out of the mess we're in. So as you, you you've been looking at the whole thing with the SBC, this, um, the convention this past this week. past yeah, week yeah. Yeah, in Anaheim, um, you know I've said this before, but I really I really have to say it again. I, I, Tom Askell running for president of SBC, I can't think of a better person to be the president of the SBC. They should have voted him in, and they didn't vote him in. And I I wrote this on Twitter, and I was said you know what. The, the Southern Baptist Convention has a choice right now. They have to just decide if they want to be fighters and engage the culture in the world that they're up against or if they want to be liked and absorbed and embraced by the world. That's their two options right now. Mm-hmm. And you have Tom Maskell and whoever the other guy was. Who Rick Barton, Warren. Bart Barber. Yeah, him. <laughs> uh, no, not Rick Warren. Um, I'm just and, saying, and Rick Warren's seen, an interesting dynamic. But. 
Yeah, and, the, the, the worldview is Tom Askell worldview of the Rick Warren yeah, yeah, worldview. I, I, that's, I, think that's, that's, I think that's fair. Yeah. So, well, that's that's it. Well, okay, but so if and if you decide not to go with Tom Askell, you've basically said we don't want to fight anymore. And my quote, my quote was, if you don't want to fight, what good is a Baptist anymore? Right. If a Baptist don't want to fight, that's that's kind of like you've messed up your own your own metaphysic as a Baptist. That's, that's what you, your job. We trust you. <laughs> like, do you expect the Presbyterians to fight? Like, have you seen this them lately? This is your place in the kingdom. The Presbyterians have gone gay. Yeah, and and, and you not voting for Tom Maskell has me questioning your mm. anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> your sexuality. <laughs> I'm just saying. You could probably sneak back in. You've got in there once with a ballot. <laughs> yeah, I, I still have my ballot, but I saw they changed the colors this time, so I, they would have picked me out real quick. But as you see that, what is your, what is your assessment that you're looking at and saying, okay, um, everybody's saying the SBC is over, it's done. I don't think so. I don't think that is the case. Um, but what should we take away from this Last convention in Anaheim. I think the SBC is interesting because it's always representative of a kind of broader America. It's just so American. You know, you have these presidential candidates. You have nomination speeches. Yeah, that's why I loved it. Democracy yeah, yeah. gone wild. You have all these voting. <laughs> it's just it's just a party. You yeah, have yeah. cutthroat politics, like cutthroat Do you want to go to war? Because we could go to war. Oh, yes. I'm for real. <laughs> that's I'm how for they, real. They, yeah, they go they to Yeah, they love war. to fight. Yeah. And uh, so I think it's fairly representative. You had... You had um, 60% that voted for Bart Barber, who who is who has said, I'm against the woke stuff. I'm against women pastors. What's wrong with you, you people? Know? And I think someone has likened him to like a George Bush conservative kind of Compassion thing. Compassionate conservative. I, I think that's kind of where you're at. And, throw up. Uh, Make me throw up. Tom is the one who says, no, 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 th- things are horrendous. Yeah. And right. Bart, Bart's saying, no, things are okay. Uh, no, no, things are horrendous. And so you have 40% of the people that were with Tom that say yeah. this, I think they get that something super bad is in the water yeah. and we might not know fully what it is, uh, but we have a Bible and we should follow it. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and we have to follow it diligently during this time because chaos is all of around, all around us. And then you have, uh, I think Bart's pretty representative of, I, so I think SBC as a whole is representative of conservative America. America. It's not representative of uh, radical left America. Yeah, yeah. It's conservative sure. America. And I think that probably breaks down. You have about 40% of conservatives that are like, we have to have a complete reordering of, 40%? Our, of our civilization. 40%? Of the conservatives. Oh, please. Well, he got, well, Tom got 40% I'm of the about, vote. I'm, I'm talking about in Republican America. You know, it, your numbers might hedge a little bit when it comes to actual American <laughs> conservatism. 10%. Uh, but that actually speaks even better of the SBC. Which I, is I kinda, agree. Which is, I agree. Which is yeah. interesting. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, but I think you have those general breakdowns. You have people that will COVID, and, and this is a, to wake up the SBC, you have to shake them. You have to have something like right in their face that's really bad. So, like critical so race theory. Critical race theories really bad, and everybody wakes up, and yeah, then uh, yeah. and then um, they get they get you know woke in the other direction, and then you have and then you have uh, COVID, you know, boom, people wake up. But as those very tangible things die down, they just but, but, go back well, to like and see. I, this is what you know when we they I saw the sexual abuse stuff coming in the same vein, and this is what's been amazing to me to watch. You have the social justice stuff and the whole sexual abuse stuff in the SBC coming at the exact same time, using the exact same levers, and I never saw anybody push against how we actually handle, everybody was talking about how we should biblically handle social issues when it comes to race, but nobody wanted to use a biblical standard when it comes to how we handle sexual abuse situations. And so they... They, in one sense, kind of curved the social justice stuff a little bit. Everybody kind of got a little concerned about it because it was messing with their life. 
and they studied the legal issues there. But on the sexual abuse stuff, everybody capitulated. They had no biblical standard on how to operate when it comes to the issue of sexual abuse. Well, no one wanted and, to pick up that pick it up either, except for the ERLC. Right. And, the, and so everybody was able to, you know, in one sense or another, run with that narrative and, and completely put down their weapons and submit to whatever they wanted to do with sexual abuse. But nobody, it was the, if it was over the fight of social justice stuff, they were going to have that fight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's interesting that you had. I think if you're saying the conservatives kind of stood up more on the social justice stuff yeah. than they did. On they the did. I watched them stuff. all capitulate. And I think that's. I think there's a reason for that. Uh, one, one. I'm just kind of you know, spitballing here, but you have. Um, there's a way to stand against the social justice stuff from an individualistic framework. And it's this simple. Somebody says there's such a thing as systemic injustice and a conservative minded individual rights guy can say, there's no such thing as systemic injustice because there's no such thing as a system. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no such thing as a corporate entity whatsoever. Yeah, and so yeah. we don't have systemic injustice. You can really like hit on that. that he has some handles, which is very much the spirit of, um, of SBC and American evangelical life. That's the, that's the paradigm everybody's working from. Um, so I think it's easy to stand up and fight it on that level. Yeah. But you can't really do that when it comes to sexual abuse because it is inherently an issue between two persons. And you're immediately having to adjudicate um, where, are the, where are the covenantal lines here? Mm-hmm. Is, this, is that woman who we're saying is possibly abused, was she, is she married? Um, is she... Is she, is she under the authority mm-hmm. of her father? Is she single? Is the one in question of doing the abuse? You have to have like a little, you have to have more theology, more covenant <laughs> understanding in order to even get into that conversation. Now, I think people don't, didn't want to, they just didn't want to get into it. Didn't want to do the work. Right. So are you saying that there's a biblical illiteracy there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All throughout American evangelical culture, there's a massive biblical illiteracy when it comes to, um, the nature of what marriage is. Yeah. What is marriage? What's the difference between adultery and fornication? Uh, what's the place of consent or dissent when it comes to abuse? I mean, we don't have answers. We The American evangelical culture has no answers to that. What's the nature of the church? And um, <laughs> if we have a problem, if there's a problem in the church, should it be addressed in the church? Should it be addressed in the state? Or should it be addressed by gay uh, guidestone solutions that just guideposts. Guide, 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 guide guideposts. Should it be? Should it be? Should it be engaged yeah. by a gay guideposts? Yep. Here's the here's this, the tweet. But this is insane. You went to you went. <laughs> I, At the I SBC, told, I told you before. I think we need to talk to Abraham Kuyper and tell him that there was actually four spheres. There's the church. There's the state. There's the family. And the, you forgot the fourth sphere. Fourth sphere, which is guidepost solutions. Oh, um, no. We need to go. It, well, because somebody comes. Somebody comes to you and says, "Well, I've been abused." Well, if you've been sexually assaulted, we need to call the state authorities. God has actually instituted authorities that can deal with that. Oh, well, I wasn't really that. I just want to kind of adjudicate an issue I have in the church. Well, we can set up an ecclesiastical court to deal with that. Yeah. You, you don't. This whole idea of, well, no, I want to go to this fourth thing that's not really a state thing. I'm not going to any court of law. I so, just want to have this kind of adjudicated out online so we can defame everybody. So, and I just want to add one specific thing there because I, when I read through uh, some of the SBC um, guidepost report, I went to their website, and 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 you know, guide guideposts and SBC have both this have both of this on their website. If you want to report an instance of abuse in the Southern Baptist Church or entity related to the guidepost um, uh, report, uh, you actually email the email address for that is SBC hotline at guidepostsolutions.com. So it's all going to guidepost. So you go to a business to report 
a sin or a crime that's going on in your church. <laughs> that's insane. Not only that, you go to a business that's flying a rainbow flag in how, the month of June. They, that's right. you, I mean, that is the most insane, the upside S- down. Is you are absolutely done. Yeah. If the court that you're going to, to adjudicate. 47,000 churches, you, 14 million people. Yeah. And this is, if Paul was here, he's like, is there no one holy from among you that knows how to handle situations like this? But First no, of all, no, like no. When you don't know what a pastor is, then of course you're going to do this. Okay, so we, we, we got. You're going you're gonna, to go to guideposts because we don't know what a pastor is. So we, we, we grabbed Megan Bashan's article. We're going to talk about that a little bit, a little more um, at the app backstage. It's been three weeks we've been doing this. Does it feel it's weird been, to you at all? It's been good. I've enjoyed the backstage. The backstage get, is exciting. Get but group. there is so much going on here. We need a massive overhaul of biblical literacy. I think what you said, sins and crimes. If you look, if somebody hits your car, I'm not going to my pastor. Right? If they hit my car and they run, I'm calling the police. If the SBC doesn't right? know what a pastor is, then they have nothing to say about this report that just came out of the military for subscribing women. Now, after my neck is hurt, you I'm know, going to my pastor. Nothing. Hey, pastor, you pray for my neck and get some of that no and no alone because I just got a little crick in it. So yeah. we, you don't know what a pastor is and they don't know what a woman is. Yeah. They, well, they, they should, both, they should both be in the military. <laughs> oh, my goodness. See you backstage. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have some kids, go baptize them until Monday. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is cross politics. Guideposts, really? Oh, shame. Bro, if God's just telling a crazy story with that. Maybe they were celebrating the No Eight Covenant. Yeah. Is, that's is that's it, what it was. It? Armored Republic exists to honor Christ the King by providing tools of liberty to free men. New York State just banned body armor. Armored Republic is suing the state of New York in federal court to resist their arrogant war against your God-given rights. Mass shootings are tragic acts of evil that are best resisted by armed citizens and brave watchmen ready to fight back. The main violent threat to human life is not individual criminals, it is tyranny. This is Armored Republic. When tyrants take over, what's the first thing they do? Disarm. It happened in Russia, China, Germany, and most recently, Afghanistan. Why? Because disarmed people are easier to control. And over the last century and a half, American tyrants have been carrying out a slow, methodical disarmament that no one is talking about. State education. Tyrants know that education is warfare. Our rulers have a vested interest in making you totally harmless. They've got big plans and they don't want you getting in the way. Think about it. Would you rather fight an army decked out with high-powered rifles or a bunch of dinky water pistols? They know that if you can think critically, you're a threat. At New St. Andrews College, we want to graduate men and women who are dangerous. Dangerous to the world. Dangerous to the principalities and powers. Dangerous to spiritual wickedness in high places. Education can either arm you or disarm you. It can make you a threat or make you a useful idiot. <laughs> so, where you get that education counts. Click the link to apply to New St. Andrews College today.